0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Yeah. Something worked. Hi, I'm Christina Metter. I'm
0: John Hendrickson.
1: And welcome to Afraid of the Dark.
0: We're inside tonight. We
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been really interesting in Northern California. The weather's been chilly, warm but chilly. Um, anyhow, it's been kind of deceptive.
0: It was foggy and cold yesterday after being 80 degrees over the weekend. So, yeah, it's just been... It's been a mystery, like, I, to, like tonight's show is going to be a mystery. Getting set up tonight has been a, a bit of a cluster. So we're, we're in yeah. a funky little mood, but we've got a great topic, and we're going to do our best and have a hell of a good time, sharing some good insight on secure attachment. Secure attachment.
1: So before we jump into that, I just want to do a quick recap on last week's show, because this is a direct um, follow-up from last week's show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the other side of it. So we talked about love addiction and what happens when somebody who's anxious, who has anxious attachment, which is somebody who doesn't feel that they deserve love um, has a low self esteem is relating to somebody who is an avoidant, right? So they're not really present. They're there, but they're not, they're inconsistent. They'll freeze you out. Um, So we talked about, you know, how people get stuck in that pattern and what we didn't say, and I, and I want to say today, is that the addiction for both of these people, and actually for all of us, uh, there's a piece of us that wants to be loved. We want to be connected. That's what, that's what the, the back and forth is all about, is, is wanting to land and turn and face each other at the same time and choose each other. Mm-hmm. So that's when we get to secure attachment.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite things to do when we do a show is to listen back to it, usually the next day. And it's always really insightful for me, and especially after doing a show like we did last week, talking about these these traits that we all have. Because one thing I realized, I was kind of characterizing myself Mm -hmm. as more of an anxious type, but after watching the show and really thinking about my history, relationship history and stuff, I realized I really do have a blend of all three of these traits. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting how situations in a relationship will make you navigate or, you know, shift into these different traits. So tonight's going to be, like she said, a little bit of a recap of last week and then trying to focus on becoming more secure with ourselves, which will help us obviously have secure relationships in the future.
1: Yeah. So, So, you know, the, the first thing that we wanted to start with tonight is in the realm of secure attachment. So what is secure attachment? And basically, as I was just saying a few minutes ago, that's when two people turn and face each other at the same time and actually choose to do the work,
0: mm-hmm.
1: choose to hold space for each other, and choose to be present and to build something together. Um, and you know you're chosen. Let's put it that way. Um, it's definitely a feeling of being loved and adored and part of a team is, is the best way that I can say it. But in order to get to that place, right, there's a huge, huge piece of work that needs to happen. And that's on an individual level. So mm-hmm. tonight, we're going to start talking about what you need to do individually to begin to create secure attachment inside yourself, right? Cause it's, and it's, it's going to be, if you guys have listened to our other shows, it's going to be a little bit of a review of things that we've talked about. But we're just going to be putting it in um, in a new kind of construct, basically. Um, so the first thing, as we were saying, when the when you're in a love addicted cycle, right, and whether you're the avoidant who's like pushing someone away from you, or you're the anxious attached, which is like chasing and trying to get your needs met and feeling like you're spinning out. I'm sure you can relate to what spinning out feels like. I think we've all.
0: I've spun it many times.
1: Oh yeah. It's just, <laughs> wow, it's like you lose you lose your reality for a minute there. But um <clears throat> so the first thing that needs to happen is learning how to stop and turn toward yourself, right? And and what that means is to turn toward your body, mm. right? So your chest is tight, your mind is racing You're chasing this person or you're pushing someone away. You're freezing them out, turning toward yourself to figure out like what the heck is happening over here. Right. Um, Is your chest tight? Are you feeling like weight on the chest? Is your stomach in knots? Like what is happening in the body? That is a huge piece here that we're actually avoiding. Right. Uh, when we're stuck in these addictive cycles and these dysfunctional cycles it's really because we're looking for something outside of us to quell and manage what's happening inside of us did you want to add yeah I mean to
0: that? she's always talking about listen to your body see what see how you're feeling um, and I, I, I studied last week and probably in other shows how I've heard her say this now so many times that I do I really try to focus <laughs> on what's going on inside of me internally what's causing you know, this reaction or this response. And it really, you know, once we start listening to what's going on inside us, we're going to catch ourselves when we're in the moment of maybe reaching out to something that we know at the moment we probably should not be doing. And when we catch ourselves doing that, then we can start really analyzing, okay, what's what's really going on here? Why am I doing this? Is this going to serve me? Is this going to serve a purpose? Yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing. Because usually when we are reaching and chasing after something, we're going to regret it in some form or another.
1: And we go. We, sometimes we have like a shame attack.
0: Well, one thing that Christina right. always, you know, used to say to me in the past is, "Are they meeting you? Mm. Are they meeting you? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, one of the things I used to always say to her is like, "Are they on the same playing field with you? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. are you on the are you on the football field and they're still in the locker room? Basically, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> some ways yeah. that my mentality would look at it being an athlete, and it's it's so yeah. true. So you know, ask yourselves you know, when this is going on, why are you feeling this way? Is this person meeting you? Are you, are you reaching after something that uh, you're chasing? Because if you're chasing them, that is generally a sign of, well, there's a dysfunction in the relationship and you're chasing after something that you're trying to fill inside yourself personally. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's where we got to start being self-aware.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, when I say turn your focus toward yourself, if you're able to Take a moment right here, right now, as we're sitting, you know, talking to you. Mm -hmm. You could just close your eyes for a minute and just take a really deep breath, right? So just like a deep inhale, a slow exhale, close your eyes and begin scanning your body. How does your throat feel? Like scan the throat, scan the chest, you know, bring your focus into the body and start recognizing what's happening that's what I mean when I say turn the focus inward, mm-hmm. right? It's to bring your awareness. You're not in the, the spinning of the thoughts of this is, what I'm, this is what's happening, et cetera. oh, my God, what's happening, you know, all of that. Your focus goes inward into the body, right? Because that's, that's the first place that we have to go if we really want to start to learn how to navigate what's happening inside of us. So I just wanted to clarify that because I had somebody the other day a gentleman that I was working with asked me, what does it mean to turn your focus inward? And I said, okay, like, that's a great question. So um, do you want to add anything to that piece or?
0: No, and I'll I'll have a different spin on it because it's something I've always talked about in the past is if you're having difficulty maybe doing that, looking in yourself that way by closing your eyes and trying to get in touch with your emotions and feelings, you know, through um, your thoughts, maybe express your thoughts I've said this many times on paper, Mm. you know, tap into why you're tap into these feelings and express them in a different way, Mm -hmm. maybe writing, journaling, anything to get those feelings out so you can really take a hard look at what's causing, you know, this response, these feelings, so you can take the next step, which is, you know, fixing what you're missing inside yourself.
1: I love that. And after you write it all out, then you bring your focus back to the body, because the idea here Mm -hmm. is to be able to sit with, What's happening sensationally with the body? So, what are the sensations coming up in the body? And that's a great point. A lot of times, writing, 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 or I have arguments with people that aren't there sometimes. I will pretend they're sitting in front of me and be like, Are you kidding me? And I just let it move. And then I can go back into like my heart space and into like my throat. And sometimes I'll start to cry because I'll be feeling my body and my body's sad, right? So,
0: I mean, I got to. Great example. I mean, I I live by myself. I have a cat. Her name is Jane. (laughs) I love that, huh? Oh, my God, that's funny, Jane. (laughs) That that was her name when I rescued her, so I had to keep the name. But anyway, (laughs) sorry. But that poor cat. I have more conversations with that cat about (laughs) stuff that I'm going through. Nice. She's, a, she's the best listener I've got. <laughs> but, you know, you're saying how you'll express yes. yourself to somebody that's not even totally. there. Well, I express myself <laughs> on the side of my voice. <laughs> but, it, you know, I know it sounds funny, but it, it, it's really, it really does help because you're at least expressing yeah. what's going on in your mind. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, we're human beings. So, obviously, when we're expressing what's going on to ourselves, we hear it. You know, it's going to come back to us. We're hearing what we're saying. So we're going to catch ourselves with what we're saying and hopefully make some adjustments (laughs) in my poor cat.
1: Oh, jeez. So, So, okay, (laughs) the second thing that I I just want to touch on here, so a second thing to look at in our journey to being able to create secure attachment is to stop turning to substances. Mm. And this is a huge, huge piece. Right. So a lot of times what happens, we get upset where we feel like somebody is uh, maybe not feeling the same way about us that we're feeling about them. Uh, We start freaking out. We light the cigarette, we open the beer, we light a joint. I mean, whatever it is that people do right to regulate what's happening and to make the body feel better, um, Turns to like an addiction, even if it's not every day. Um, and I think everybody goes through, you know, having some neg- negative coping strategies sure. like overeating or not eating. Um, How
0: about just shutting down?
1: Shutting down. I mean, to me,
0: that could be a, a horrible form of addiction right there. If I just
1: absolutely closing
0: yourself off to friends, family, just you know what's going on outside that front door.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, just kind of withdrawing mm-hmm. and being, like, really isolated. Um, <clears throat> the, the thing that's important to note here is if you have an addiction that you turn to, that is your primary connection. Yeah. That's who you're in relationship with. There's really not a lot of room for anybody else. Okay. So it's, it's really important to recognize that if you want to be a good partner and if you want to have a deeply connected and committed relationship, the person you're with needs to somehow be who you turn to when you're in stress, when, you're, when you need help, when you're feeling distraught. Whatever it is that's going on inside of you that a lot of times you don't even know, you're just reaching for that, that behavior or that substance. I have a lot of compassion for people with addictions, you know I, I think we've all had our share of challenges in our lives, and <clears throat> that's why we're talking about you know this piece tonight because when we have that hole inside, we need to find other ways to fill that hole because everybody has a little bit of one, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and everybody kind of has a
0: I think so I mean I'll use myself as an example. I never had an addiction issue. Thank God. You know, I was, I'm fortunate enough to where I tend to reach for the healthier side of things, but probably my addiction was just not reaching out for help or to have someone to share what I was going through. And I guess that could be a form of an addiction right there. Just like I said earlier, just, just Shut keeping it, it all bottled up inside. And that's, that's a horrible, that's a horrible addiction right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the piece that's really important, again, to note is if you don't know how to move through discomfort in the body, and we've talked about this a lot of times, right, because we're, we're always going to at some point feel tight in our chest, um, sad, overwhelmed, whatever it is, a loss, something that occurs, we have to learn to ride that out differently. And that is a huge piece here in the secure attachment. If I can feel a secure attachment with me, I can feel a secure attachment with another because I'm able to turn to that person. I'm not cutting off. I'm not turning to um, something to quell what's going on in my body. I'm actually able to stay present with myself and hold and then reach for somebody else. That's huge. You know, and it's so interesting. I just wanted to throw this in there because I, I was talking to my friend the other day. and She's like, I really, really want a relationship. And she, she's dating this avoidant guy. And I said to her, but you don't because you keep picking avoidant guys. So I think that even though we really want relationship, we have to figure out if we have the grit to do it. One of my other good friends always says relationships are not for the meek. They're just not. It's it's like it it challenges you on so many levels. If you want to really have the deep connection that you're looking for, you have to learn to go into your body and reach and be uncomfortable. I mean that's just the way it is.
0: Well, here's I think this would be a great exercise for anybody that's that wants to be in a relationship, and that's something of sit down and write down your ideal mate, your ideal companion, and and really look in yourself at what you're looking for and see what you come up with. It could be very fascinating. Um, And then, you know, when you write it all down, maybe look at your past relationships and compare and contrast a little bit and just see what's missing Mm. or, you know, how things maybe have changed since you were in, quote unquote, some healthy relationships in the past or at least relationships you thought were healthy. So I I did that years ago when I was trying to change some patterns that I was in. And she suggested to write down, you know, some traits that I would want in my ideal mate. And I still have that actual piece of paper on my desk and I still look at it and I have to say, I'm getting closer to finding that.
1: Excellent. So if you have some kind of behavior, that is like a crutch for you that you turn to when you are starting to spin out or you're starting to feel uncomfortable I want you to recognize that that is a huge piece that you need to take control of whether it's AA nicotine anonymous overeaters anonymous, like whatever it is finding containment with that and support is going to really help you get closer to what it is you're looking for because again we can't hold space and connect deeply with somebody else. If We can't do that with our own self. Right. So that's number two. Uh, The third thing is um, back to the discomfort piece. So, you know, we've talked about this in the mindfulness or mind body 4.0 show, but how to navigate the discomfort when it comes up in the body. Right. So what does that even mean? Um, So once we can turn our focus inward, as I said in step one, and kind of start scanning, right, we pick an area of the body that we're noticing the discomfort in, like, let's say the chest, I tend to have a lot of activity in the chest, like tightness and heaviness. And we just put our hand there and just breathe and let yourself feel it. Right? Sounds easy, right? It's really not. Especially with, well, this is is warrior stuff, man. This is really, for me, I see this as walking the path of a warrior and to be able to sit with the body when everything in you wants to run from it and distract, but instead turn inward and hold that masculine aspect, that feminine, that listening and be with what's happening. And a lot of times tears will come up. Um, Emotions will start to come up in the body. You don't even need to figure out what's going on there. Um, If you work with a really good coach, like a somatic coach or a therapist, they can help you with all of that. But just for the moment is to sit with the body and be with what's coming up in the body just by breathing with it and noticing the body will start to calm as soon as you bring a focus onto it. So that's, that's definitely a technique to recognize. And then once the body becomes more bearable, you might go for a walk, you might take a nap, you might reach out to a friend. So that would be another technique to really start to practice um, to gain more of a control over the body.
0: I love it when you bring that stuff in there because again, it's 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 a good reminder for all of us to pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know, I about a month ago I had a really tight chest and. Now that I look back on it, because it's gone now, man, I mean, it was, mm. I could, it was really difficult to take a deep breath. Oh, wow. I mean, it was. I, I just could not expand my lungs. And I think part of it, I was just going through a lot of stress. My job was shifting, relationship stuff, just, you know, just stress in life in general. And I think maybe I was thinking, well, you know, you're not sleeping well. could be allergies. Mm-hmm. But it was more just, uh, it was more psychological what was going on internally. And thanks to you and, and trying to get me to meditate a little bit better and some breathing techniques, you know, I, I have noticed that there is a lightness there that wasn't there a month ago. And it, it, it's significant. I mean, it's a significant change.
1: Yeah, that's great. And in the field, we call that psychosomatic. So a lot of times doctors use that term a lot, you know, it oh, sounds like you're having psychosomatic symptoms. And then refer people to therapists or to work with a body worker um, if we have a lot of negative content in our minds, often it'll start to show up in the body. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, John, with tightness in the chest. I mean, I, I know you were functioning like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, and I think we've all been there where we're going through our lives with really just like a very distorted, uncomfortable body sensations that are kind of following us as we're going through our lives. Like if, if we go through grief, I, I, look, I see it as like a cape. When I've gone through grief, I'm kind of going through life with a cape Mm -hmm. of grief, like wrapped around me, but I'm still functioning. So, you know, learning how to navigate all of this is so very important and it's such a powerful skill set. Okay. So number four, finding things you're passionate about. We were just talking about, you know, in this secure attachment realm that we have this hole inside, right? That we're looking outside of us to fill. And even though relationship is so vital and important for our health, and we're going to get into that in the next show, um, a lot of us are single or we're not in healthy dynamics. So we have to get healthier starting with us. Mm-hmm. And so finding things you're passionate about is amazing, when, you know, whether it's sports or painting or anything that brings you joy. right? I just signed up for a painting class. Uh, I've been wanting to paint for a while now. Um, I'm not that sane enough, but, you know, it's, it, it's more about sitting down and getting lost in what I was doing and picking colors. And it really was meditative for me and it felt really beautiful. So starting to do more things that I love as I free up my time is, it's really fulfilling.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, if your life's feeling flat mm-hmm. and, there's nothing that's really adding a spark to you. Think about what, what makes you smile? What does bring you joy? Because that's so important. I mean, I, I was just telling her, I've I've been in search of something for the past decade that kind of gets, just gets me sparked and gets me excited to go do. I'm a, I like to, I like to move. That's just my form of joy is recreating and I've been struggling trying to find something that really excites me. That's fun. And, um, I'm. I play pickleball which sounds so silly but it's and I feel like oh, it's fun. I feel like I'm a 12-year-old kid when I'm out there and last night I just signed up for a tournament and I'm just excited about the whole idea of what this is going to start to bring just 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 a totally different dynamic for me because you know we get so freaking busy with our lives that we start to live life with not much joy or pleasure we really do when we really look at the scope of what we're doing day to day you know Is there anything in that life that you're living that's really making you feel like a 12 year old kid?
1: I love bringing that that joy. No, I love that because we all have a kid inside of us and a teenager. I don't know if y'all met your own teenager, but I've met mine, and sometimes it can get a little dicey, but um, (laughs) that rebellious thing. Mm -hmm. So we have a kid inside of us, and that is, you know, we're just in a bigger body. we've, our physicality is different, but we have that energy. Anybody that's been around a baby or a child um, that starts talking like all cutesy, that's the frequency of the child. And, you know, if we can satiate Mm -hmm. that part of us where we feel like we're playing and we're having fun, um, it's amazing. You know, I was just, uh, I I know a, a woman who's so, so successful. She's amazing. She's somebody I really look up to. And the other day she was saying to me, I don't play. I don't know how to play anymore. And she feels very, very, um, you know, disconnected from herself and doesn't have a lot of joy in her life. And really what you were just saying, John, is like that 12-year-old inside Mm -hmm. is to to activate that part. It starts to infuse everything else in your life, right? It's It's like a, it's like lighting a match and, and, you know, starting like a, a a flame.
0: Yeah. It's just, I always look at it this way. I mean, we can just kind of live our lives or we can feel alive Mm. and yeah, you know, we have a choice of making that decision Do you want to live or do you really want to feel alive? And to me, alive is finding that, that kid in you, finding that joy and that passion that we all tend to start to lose a little bit as we get older and and build or start adulting, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so, and, I, and I, I think it's tougher for folks that have a family, children to yeah. raise because your time and your energy is going into that. And, and, and you know, the reality is we start to shortchange ourselves a little bit because we have to give so much of ourselves yep. to raise the family and support the family and things like that. And that's, that's, I mean, hell, that's a whole nother dynamic, but, yeah. you know, we've got to make sure we make time for ourselves and we've got to make sure that we find that passion that keeps us young at heart and keeps us feeling like we are alive and, or joyful because it, like you said it's just going to filtrate into every aspect of your life in some way yeah so
1: So really sitting back and, and I hear a lot of people say I don't even know what I love doing and, and <laughs> I say go try some things. Yeah. join a book club go do a pottery class um, pick up the guitar right it's, it's like find start playing with different things and trying them and see what gets activated inside of you right so that is that's a huge piece. Again, as we're talking about, you know, how to change us from the inside out. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big aspect. Absolutely. And now moving to number five. Um, wow, there's a lot of stuff down there. Um, <laughs> begin begin treating yourself the way that you want to be treated. And I have a great story. I have a
0: story today. Wow. Yeah. I didn't tell us. I'll find one.
1: You didn't have it. Well, I did
0: talk about Jane.
1: Oh, my gosh. So a few years ago, I, it, was, it was almost my birthday, and I went to this flower shop, right? Um, and I picked out this really beautiful bouquet, and I, I set everything up for, like, the delivery date. And the woman said, okay, who is this for? And I said, you know, Christina Medert. Um, I gave the address. And she said, and who's it from? And I said, Christina Medert. And, and she kind of looked at me. And she was <laughs> like, what? And I said, Oh, I said, I'm, you know, I'm single this year and and I love flowers. So I I want a partner who's going to bring me flowers. So I decided to start buying myself flowers and treating myself the way I want to be treated. And she was like, wow, I love that. And of course, within a month, I started dating somebody and they were all about flowers. So I was getting flowers all the time, but it was this, you know, don't wait around for somebody to (laughs) treat you that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Take yourself out to, like, a great dinner.
0: You know, it's funny you said it because it's so true. It's like, why? Yeah. (laughs) We give a lot. You know, most of us are kind and we give a lot to other people. And it's like, why? Yeah, it's, it's a funny thing if you think about it. Why can't we be kind to ourselves? Yeah. Why can't we, like you said, give ourselves flowers?
1: Absolutely. How
0: about treat yourself to a massage? Yeah. You know?
1: Have, like, a spa day or a relaxation day or picnic in, by the river, whatever it is. I mean, it's, it's, again, I like to see it as our body, we're in relationship with it. We're tending it. I call it body tending, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm tending, and I'm going to turn this over to you in a minute as far as the nutritional piece and the exercise piece, because those are huge aspects, but I've said this in a lot of other shows, this is an organism, mm-hmm. right? We have a mind and we have a body you're sitting there right now, your kidneys are detoxing, right? And with the liver and the blood is being pumped through the body. It's this amazing thing happening. Uh, And we have to tend to that so that we get optimal results. And if we aren't eating properly, right? Like if I eat wheat, it's over. It's done. I won't be on the show for like a couple days. Like I won't be able to emote anything because I'll be down for the count. So if, if we're not eating properly, if we're putting substances into our body that, that don't serve us or uh, smoking and our lungs are hurting, we're not going to be able to really love ourselves and enjoy life because we're not feeling good. Right. So I'm going to kind of turn it over to you. Well, I,
0: I want to go back just a moment though. And I think talking about being good to ourselves and it ties into what, what I'm going to talk about also, but we need to celebrate ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're really working hard, if we're having some nice successes that we're, that we're proud of, Celebrate that, yeah. you know. I, I think it gets maybe a tad more complicated when you're single because you've got no one to, you know, say, "Wow, great job," and you know, let me take. There's no the reflection. Difference. There isn't, so you have to be the reflection for yourself. Yes. And I think we have a hard time. Uh, and, and let me, again, okay, let me backtrack from that. Even, even say she's my girlfriend. Even if, even if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. You still need to celebrate yourself. You mm-hmm. still need to treat yourself with that love that you're giving to other people. You need to do the same to yourself. So don't, don't lose sight of that. I think that's one of the biggest things we don't do is celebrate our successes. Mm-hmm. And it could be anything. It could be any type of success. So, yeah.
1: And if you're not getting your needs met from, if you do have a boyfriend or a husband mm-hmm. or a wife or whatever it is, situation that you're in, call your friends, right? Right still create the reflection that you're looking for and also give it to yourself. So,
0: so yeah, I'm, I'm with my business body by balance, balance Balance by design I'm really promoting myself well again, but (laughs) I'm all about balance. I mean, nutrition, the mental balance, physical balance, it all ties together. If you really want to be a healthy individual Mm -hmm. and you know, when we, when I start talking about something like this, it's, It's very complicated just because, you know, in our show, Body, Mind 4.0 from from maybe a month or two back, you know, making any change is difficult. So you can't overdo a change. You can't implement something and just, you know, think it's going to be successful. you got to start really small. And, you know, nutrition is so important. If we're eating like shit and just fueling our body with crap, how do you think we're going to feel?
1: Hot dogs. and We're going to feel like crap. Yeah.
0: I mean we gotta be very mindful with what we're fueling our bodies with because it's a reflection of how we're going to feel. If I'm eating Doritos every day and you know slamming it down with a Coke, at that moment it's gonna taste great, but boy, the repercussions of it are gonna be terrible. You know, we're gonna feel bad about ourselves because of what we just did, and you know, then it just compounds it from there. So, you know, when it comes to nutrition, you know, take an inventory of what you're putting in your body. I mean, we all know if we really want to be honest with ourselves, we know what we eat on a daily basis, and we know if we're being successful for, you know, with that or not. So you need to start really looking in the mirror when it comes to nutritional, nutritionally what we're putting in our body. You encourage people to journal about that, right? I, I do. I think you know, writing it down is probably a really good thing just to get a really good you know, viewpoint of what you're doing from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. Um, I'm not a person that's big on diets. It's all about just healthy nutrition. It's eating throughout the day. It's just picking the right form of what you're going to do that's going to work for you. But, again, this is a very detailed thing to jump into, so we can't just do it in five minutes. But, you know, start paying more attention to that. Um, when it comes to, you know, the mental side of things, you know, we, we were just talking about
1: five different things to look at.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, journaling, you know, um, listening to upbeat music. Telling yourself all the great things that you that, that you bring to the table. The
1: gratitude journal. Yeah, the
0: gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. And just you know, you remember that skit from Saturday Night Live, Stuart Smalley, when he's looking in the mirror. I'm great. I'm smart. <laughs> I don't remember. You know, and it's funny, but I, I always yeah. think of, I always think of Stuart Smalley when I think <laughs> about, you know, self help and telling yourself how great <laughs> you are. And I just think of that funny <laughs> skit because he's just looking in the mirror and it's just it's very yeah. funny. But But the reality is it's really important to remind yourself of the great traits that you do possess because, again, we we tend to forget the wonderful um, things that we bring to the table as an individual. So we've got to remind ourselves of that. I mean, I do it every morning. I write down five Mm -hmm. things that I'm grateful for, and I write down five things that that I'm proud of myself that I bring to the table. So Mm -hmm. start taking more stock into the things that make you shine is kind of what I want to get to. And the physical balance of it all we got to move the body. You've got to move it. I mean, we have this amazing machine that yeah. is our body and yeah. we're not supposed to just sit on our ass and not do anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I know everybody doesn't like to exercise. I don't really like to exercise, but it's been part of my lifestyle for so long. So it's, you know, start small, pick something that you find enjoyment out of when it comes to any form of, of moving that body going for a walk, going for a bike ride, mm-hmm. anything, find a buddy that will, you know, support you and go for these walks. So, yeah. you know, this is a, this is a totally different another show in itself when it comes to trying to put these three, uh, these three things together. But it's important that we start taking more stock into what we're doing nutritionally, physically, mm-hmm. and psychologically, because if one of those are out of whack, it's going to affect the other one. it's, it's It's this chain that has to work together.
1: Well, and also working out secretes dopamine, Mm -hmm. serotonin, and improves your sleep because there's more melatonin secretion. So they've done a lot of studies to see that um, getting those, you know, neurotransmitters going and secreting properly exercise is really, really good for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I know when I get stressed, I I feel fortunate because I don't crawl into a hole. Um, The one thing that I'll start to do is I, I, I almost start upping these parts of my life more mm-hmm. because I want to take the healthier approach. And it does help me get out of that, that, uh, that despair feeling that I might be feeling at that moment. So I, I really look, I'm a big scheduler, so I love to schedule out my day. So I, I'm a, I'm a total meal planner. I know I'm going to have for breakfast. I know I'm have for lunch. I know I'm at for dinner every single day. I know it's, it's neurotic. It sounds insane, but, neurotic. but that's just how I am. It and works I, for you but, and it works for me beautifully. So I know what I'm going to do, so yeah. I always pick pretty darn healthy choices when it comes to that. And I also know when I'm going to work out in that time frame too, because right. I know the importance of doing that stuff.
1: No, I like the idea of scheduling it in. I think if we're trying to change patterns here and and to prepare ourselves to be able to connect more deeply with people and create these secure mm-hmm. attachments, we need to really commit, you know, to scheduling things in especially if we're not doing it uh Mm -hmm. make time to walk with a friend if you work ungodly hours every day take your lunch break Mm -hmm. i tell people that all the time they're like i work 10 hours today i'm like no that's not good right so (laughs) did you take your two 15 minute breaks and your hour break so you could be walking during those breaks being outside getting some vitamin d from the Mm -hmm. sun so i just think it's important to really schedule in i like your idea of you know, doing some kind of food prepping and/or just ideas of what the meals are that you're going to eat. No, I think it's good. No, it's funny.
0: My mom, you know, I, I just grew up that way. My, I always mom always had dinner ready, and she always knew what it was going to be. Mm. Always had lunch ready. So it's, it's nice. as a kid, I thought she was kind of crazy. And now L- you little did I know what she was doing to me. But <laughs> I'm grateful you know. But I'm yeah. so grateful for it because it's it's just become this. I like to call it. The, it's a very healthy habit. So it helps you make better choices when it comes to yeah. what I'm going to do on a day-to-day basis.
1: Well, it brings consciousness to that activity, right? Whether, mm-hmm. so this is, you know, important, whether it's how to manage the mind better, whether it's creating better relationships to our own self, to another, we need to bring our mind to it. We need to have consciousness around it well, and presence. Just, yeah. I mean,
0: you just said it right there. You're balancing your day to be successful is what you're doing. You're in. In some ways, you know, I was just saying you need to celebrate yourself, Well, what better way to celebrate yourself than putting these components together? Yeah. Because that, that's the that's the best way to love yourself.
1: And it's so satiating. Body, mind, mm-hmm. you know, whatever else you want to call spirit, soul, whatever, just having this intra-psychic contentment um, from being out in nature or doing a really beautiful meditation mm-hmm. or a yoga class, um, which brings us to number six is. Uh, finding something where you can slow down, find the breath and turn the mind off and, and things of that nature, you know, it's different than taking a walk. It's, it's being in the body in relationship with the body and kind of learning to shut that mind off so that you can forge that connection, right? So in Tai Chi where you're moving and you're breathing know, you have to kind of remember the postures and what it is that you're doing. So the mind's not really on board there, believe it or not. When I did a lot of martial arts, I loved it because I was not only stress-free because I was kicking and punching things and blocking things a couple days a week, but when you did the katas, they're called katas, uh, you have to so so your body just starts moving and something comes through you. So whether it's yoga, meditation, tai chi, qigong, um, sort of yoga. That's the one that I can't stand and that I do. <laughs> no, I I cuz you it's so slow. You basically go into a posture where you're stretching and being with the body and you breathe into that posture for like 5 minutes. It's it's absolutely crazy. Uh and so needed, right? Mm. We have to learn to slow down. Okay? To do any of this work that John and I are talking about, whether it's to really be cognizant about what we're putting in our mouth and how we're eating, you have to slow down. Yeah. And our lives, if you really sit and look at them, everything moves so fast. You know, it's like work, 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 kids, this, that. So we have to make a little bit of time and schedule it in where we can have that softer, calmer time in our days and really commit to honoring the body, the mind, and and our passions, you know.
0: Well, it's interesting you said about scheduling because Some of the clients that I've worked with in the past, you know, again, one of my biggest things is to sit down and write out your schedule, either the night Mm -hmm. before or the morning of the day. And I tell you, 90% of the time, scheduling was such a stumbling block for people. They just, they felt like if they put their schedule down and they weren't able to get, you know, stayed on it, that they were failing. Mm -hmm. And that's not the point of the schedule. It's just a it's just a good healthy outline for the day yeah. to try to strive to get some of those things done, because if we don't if we don't have an idea of what needs to get done, you know, work wise, family wise, personally wise, and we're just going into it like a hurricane, and just winging it, we're going to get more frustrated. We're not going to get anything done, and it's just gonna again it's just gonna start building up to where those three components are so out of whack Mm -hmm. that's going to affect you personally, obviously, but it's also going to affect the relationships outside of that.
1: That's why I love the name of your business so much. Balanced by design. I just think it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely what it's about. Right. So, okay. So the last one, what I want to do again, if you're sitting down, obviously if you're not driving your car or something, um, (laughs) I want to give you a really cool technique. And, um, this is in the field of somatic coaching. We call this anchoring in a feeling state. So, John, you're going to be my oh dear. my example. So close your eyes, John. Okay. I want you to think of something that you're grateful for, that, you, that makes you feel good. And just kind of let me know when you have it. And I want you all out there to be trying this. Okay? So we want you to find a thought or a memory or something that really pops in the body where you can feel the chest open and the shoulders go down. Maybe the the stomach gets tingly and there's a smile that wants to come over your face. We want something that pops in the body. Mm -hmm. So Let me know when you found that. Okay. What's happening in your body as you hold that person, place thing in your mind?
0: I feel free.
1: Okay. What's that feel like? What's the sensation Um, of free? Joyful. Okay. Is there any sensations in the chest? So talk to me with sensation. What do you feel in the body? Light. Light. Beautiful. What else do you
0: feel? I feel like I'm levitating a little bit. Okay.
1: Like your body's kind of uplifted. It looks mm-hmm. beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So keeping your eyes closed, put your hands on one on each side. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're just going to start tapping one hand at a time. Right. So you can hear it and feel it. Yeah. Keep going. And just keep visualizing and feeling that feeling while you're tapping. So this is bilateral tapping. Auditory kinesthetic. Good. Keep going. And it crosses over midbrain because it's right, left, right, left. Good. Keep going. I'm going to do a couple more times. So if you're doing this at home... And you're holding that feeling state in your body while you're doing the tapping. Again, you want to hear it and feel it. And We don't want to give ourselves bruises here. But. Good. And then just slow down and just stop. And just notice. And bring that thing up again that you were holding on to. And tell me, do you notice the difference in the tenor of how your body feels?
0: It's just, again, I just feel light, happy, and peace. Beautiful. Peaceful is probably a good word.
1: So the body feels calm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you feel a little bit more, do you feel it more intensely after you just did like the tapping on the legs, do you notice? Intensely? Like a little, is it a little bit more pronounced than it was before you tapped?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Great. You can open your eyes. Thanks for being a participant there. Um, example. So what you're going to find, and this is a great thing to institute when you're doing your gratitude journals, And I wanted to just throw this out there, because neuroscientists have taught us that the mind is like Teflon to positive experiences. The reason for that is because it's, it's very primal, and it's trying to protect us. So it's not a bad thing. But it's constantly scanning for things that have hurt us in the past, or that's why we tend to focus on negative more. And positive, so what this, what this does, what I just showed you all, is this really beautiful technique where you can think of something positive, hold it in your mind till you can really feel it in the body. And I, I like the butterfly hug. This is just what works for me. So we're crossing over bilaterally, and we're just closing the eyes and letting ourselves feel. And it's telling the mind to store it. And we're feeling it somatically in the body. So it's this really powerful technique to anchor and strengthen. And it tells the mind, store this. So you're going to be able to get back there more easily, John, next time you go to that place. um, Holding that thing in your mind, your body's going to go there more quickly. And it's going to be a little bit more pronounced. So it's a technique to implement, right? So all the things that we talked about tonight, taking care of the body, the mind, our health, our diet, our diet learning how to turn the focus inward to be with the body when discomfort arises, all those things give us the awareness and the vocabulary to turn to another person and say, I need a minute. I'm feeling disconnected to you. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm needing more support, whatever it is. We have to know what's happening inside of us, Mm -hmm. right? So that's number one. And number two, the mind needs to become a mirror for the body. Have you ever seen a really still lake? Like just the water's not moving at all, a completely still lake? That's what we want our mind to become. That's why we're telling you about these techniques and these exercises. Because when the mind is calm, it's reflective. And so when we're sitting with the body, with a really reflective mind, the body will speak to it. It's really interesting. It's, it's different when awareness bubbles up from the gut and it's like, ah, oh, that's why I was so upset right. versus the mind going bur, 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 like that. The mind means nothing. I don't even listen to it anymore. I'm like, it's like a TV station. I just turn it off as much as I can with all different techniques that I do. So we want to have that reflective ability to to transform the mind that's why all those calming yoga tai chi helps to get us into that frequency more so we can have more of a reflective understanding of what's really happening in this language of the body which comes up in sensations
0: i like that i like that reflective visual that you gave me you know I, i think of it as noise yeah you know it's like just you're hearing all that noise in your mind and you mm-hmm. can't turn down the volume. Mm-hmm. And, without uh, work. Yeah, without work. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's you know, hopefully it's some of the stuff that we discussed tonight can help you be more reflective yeah. or turn that noise down. Yeah. Because if we can't start looking internally what's causing all this and, and learning how to balance it out in a healthier way, we're just going to keep running into the same issues continually.
1: Yeah. And if we learn how to self-soothe and self-regulate this vehicle here, then we're going to change who it is we're summoning in and the kinds of connections that we're creating. And we can actually, if you have that love addiction cycle that we've talked about, you can start healing that cycle by healing your connection and your relationship to your own body and your own self. So hopefully um, this was a helpful episode um, I, I did want to share that I have just launched a program that I'm doing for successful women that, that feel disconnected from their body and have trouble in relationships. Um, and I have a few women already, so there's a couple spots left. If it resonates with you, if you want to know more, please visit my website at trustaftertrauma.com. And there's a free webinar. Go through it. See if, see if you feel it. Um, if not, that's fine, too.
0: And I really enjoyed being here tonight. And her hair looks awesome, doesn't it? Uh, oh, John. <laughs> you don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, no. And guys that are out there looking for more one on one coaching that want to really focus on the three components that do bring balance into our lives that's obviously the body, the mind, and our nutrition. Check out my website, balancedbydesign.com. I got it right this hey, time. Right. Uh, it's got a lot of information on there if you want to. You know, to contact me directly, there's plenty of links in there to contact me and you know, at least do a 30-minute free call and pick my brain a little bit, and I'll explain what a coaching call would entail because I think it's a benefit for all of us to have someone that's there to show some good guidance, some good accountability, yeah, ask need. the right questions because we all – hey, life's tough out there, and sometimes, as we know, it's hard to get those blinders off and to get a fresh set of eyes on – our situation can be extremely helpful. Yeah,
1: men- so, mentoring is
0: so important. It really is. Yeah. So, guys, I really appreciate your time tonight. Um, you know, these topics that we dive into are pretty intense. And like I said when we started the show, I always love listening back to it because I get a lot of good nuggets mm-hmm. out of it because there are great reminders in there that things that maybe I'm forgetting about that I used to apply that I've stopped applying. So – You know, for all of you out there, listen back to some of the previous shows. There's some great information in there that's going to be helpful to you and might be helpful to somebody in your life. Thanks for listening. Have a great evening, everybody. Bye.
1: Bye.